0: As was said earlier, um, my name is Brooke, um, and I am continuing our I Am series with Jesus' sixth I Am statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, So, I don't know if you've ever had this this thing happen where you are really familiar with a place, um, and then suddenly, like, lose all sense of direction in that place does this ever happen anybody okay so I grew up um, I throughout my life have had a pretty good sense of direction and when I say I've had a pretty good sense of direction my entire life I mean like you could give me cardinal directions and like my hometown and the city that I went to college in and I would be able to head that direction Um, I know it's kind of abnormal for women to have that kind of sense of direction but this is how my brain works thank you I am unique. I am a special flower. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, But no, so I've always had a pretty good sense of direction. And um, I lived in DC for three years. And for most people, when they think of DC, they think of this. They think of this. There we go. Um, Anyway, so you think of, well, maybe not like the foggy misty morning but um, <laughs> the Washington Monument you've got the Lincoln Memorial there you you'll probably think the monuments and the memorials um, if you've ever been to DC if you haven't that's probably still the kind of stuff you're thinking of um, you know the White House all that jazz so um, so I moved to DC and I'm like yeah, I've got a pretty good sense of direction but yeah this broke it <laughs> D.C. broke my sense of direction, because this is what the streets look like, right here. Yeah, this is a map of D.C. They're also wares. Right, so, oh, hold on, hold on, I'm getting there. All right, so this is the Potomac River, this is the Anacostia, this is uh, the Tettle Basin, so here's the Lincoln Memorial, the Capitol building's here, the White House is gonna be up here. I lived up right here. Um, Georgetown University where I worked was right here all right so I know it looks it looks pretty simple it's like oh it's a grid right but but it's a grid with a grid laid on top of it and there's diagonals and lots of roundabouts and so then you have like intersections where there are literally six streets you could go on it's like DC broke me guys like I lived there for three years and literally my last week in DC I still had to use my GPS I was like you've got to be kidding me had never owned a GPS in my life until I moved to DC and then I was like yeah can't do it can't do it literally moved across the country without a GPS <laughs> like had a road atlas and printed out MapQuest directions and what? that was how I lived <laughs> right yeah so, so that is how my mom and I moved me from Wichita, Kansas to Washington, D.C. Wichita. All right. Uh, Tyler and I are like literally from like 30 minutes apart. So um, anyway, D.C. broke me. Like, even if I thought I knew where I was going, inevitably I would get lost. There are actually like urban legends about DC that the city was made to get lost in after the War of 1812 and the White House being burned down. It's not true by the way, but it feels very true. <laughs> and I think, and, but that's not the only time in my life where I've had this moment where I'm like really familiar with the place and then like feel just utterly lost. Like first day of class in high school and in college both, just like, wait, where am I going again? What building do I need to go what, am I gonna get there on time um, and in high school it was like hey am I gonna have time to make it from my locker to this class I don't know because <laughs> my school was also rather large my high school had 2200 ish students and so um, like there was like a legit question of like do I have enough time in this passing period to make it to my locker and back no no I did not um, And I think sometimes those moments for us show up where we're, for whatever reason or another, we're super familiar with with something, but then, like, it's like we don't realize what we know, right? Um, And Thomas very much has the similar moment with Jesus in John chapter 14. So a little bit of backstory before I read it. Um, This is just, this is during the Passover meal. So Jesus is already... um, resided over the meal he's washed the disciples feet he's predicted Judas Iscariot's denial he's predicted uh or excuse me his betrayal Peter's denial and then I'm sure at that point like I would think after all of this the disciples are kind of like looking at each other like what in the world is happening because Jesus is talking about like you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood and then he's like meh like kind of giving the impression that he's going to leave and then like <laughs> two of them are going to go off the deep end and they're probably like what is going on and the anxiety in the room starting to increase and Jesus one knowing what's going to happen but two also realizing um, what the disciples are probably starting to feel in the moment he begins to comfort them and in chapters 14, 15, 16 um, are the, word, the final words he's, he's wanting to leave them with um, before he gets arrested. And so chapter 14, verses 1 through 7 go, goes something like this. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place to you, for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way to where I'm going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, except through me if you know me you will also know my father from now on you do know him and have seen him so everything is about to fall apart for the disciples and Jesus is like hey guys here are some of the last things you need to know (laughs) and Thomas is like hold on wait a minute I don't understand. And you're going somewhere and and we're we're supposed to magically know the way. I don't understand how that works. And and Jesus goes, "Really? <laughs> You've been with me for 3 years. I am the way. You may have missed this, but what I've been showing you this whole time is that I am the way that there's a home with you. There's a home for you with God and I'm the way there. It's interesting that Jesus says he is the way and not making a way too. Um, So it's, Jesus isn't making a way. He's not, like, cutting out a path and then, like, you know, stamping it down into dirt and then, you know, paving it. He's the road itself. And Thomas and the disciples probably knew this on some instinctual level, but maybe it didn't connect for them in their minds. Like I realized after I left DC that I ho- knew a whole lot more about geography in DC than <laughs> I realized when I started watching TV shows. And like the geography in the shows was like completely just a hot mess. I'm like, you're going the wrong direction to get from where you are to where you want to go, then you don't go that way. Like you're going to take this massive outside loop. Like that doesn't make sense. And also you can't get there that fast. like it's literally going to take you at least half an hour you're going a mile i realize that but it's going to take you half an hour um and so but what does that even mean though like what does it mean that jesus is the way because it's like it sounds good and it's like kind of like cool and mysterious like i am the way it's like well what does that even mean in practice which I think is what Thomas is really getting at like like I need I need steps. <laughs> I need I need this is what you do first, this is what you do second. I need linear um information. And and Jesus um later on in the passage, I didn't read the whole thing because there's a whole lot there. Um, but he gets to some of the, those practices in verse 12 and verse um, 15. Verse 12 says, Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And then jumping down to verse 15, it says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And these are things that Jesus has said multiple times before. This is not new information to them. Um, this has come up. But what he's saying is like, I'm the way, <laughs> and the way you travel the way <laughs> is through your belief in me and your love of me. And that's made evident by your actions, by your good works. It's important to note <laughs> that our actions, to use business terminology for anyone who that might benefit, I'll also give like a metaphor. Um, for those of you that are like, I don't, I'm not doing the business terms. Um, so our actions are, are a lagging indicator. Um, so there's leading indicators and lagging indicators. Lagging indicators are basically a record of what's ha- already happened. And a leading indicator is something that influences change. And our good works are a lagging indicator of our love and our, be- our belief and our trust in God. So, essentially, our good works are the wake left in the boat, by the boat. The boat is our love and our trust and our belief in God, and our good works are just the wake behind it. They're what happened simply because we love and trust and believe in God. And we place all of that in Him. Um, D.A. Carson, in his commentary of the book of John says Jesus is the way of God precisely because he is the truth of God and the life of God that, that all of truth is wrapped up in Christ and all of God's life and that expression to us as humanity is wrapped up in him and when we place all of ourselves into that then yeah all that good work all those good works follow But the interesting thing about this whole thing is that this wasn't even the point jesus was trying to make he started with in my father's house there are many rooms and i'm going to go and make a place for you there his point was you have a home with god we have a home with god God loves us and wants to be with us. And, and Thomas misses that because he's looking for the details of, of where and how to get there. And I know in my life, sometimes I miss that too. I have those moments where I get so distracted by like, am I doing this the right way? Should I, should I be more like this? Should I, should I do this thing? Um, you know, like, feeling like i have to to meet every need that i see when sometimes god is not asking me to meet all those needs um, not because there isn't a need but sometimes he wants to use somebody else to meet the need but jesus is trying to to communicate to them that whatever is about to happen like all of all the stuff that's about to go down with the betrayal and the denial and Jesus getting arrested and crucified and dying. He wants them to know that their home with God is secure. Because if we are in Christ, we are also in God. Um, Verse 20 says, On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you then jumping up to verse 23, anyone who, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. The best part of this whole thing is not just that we have a home with God in heaven someday, but that God is at home with us here and now as we place our faith and our trust and our hope and all of our love in God. It's not just then and there, it's here and now, and we get to experience it here and now. It's born out of the results of our love of Him. It's the outflow of our relationship with God. It's not conditional based upon our actions or our obedience. It just is. And how freeing is that? That we don't have to do anything, just rest in it. As stressful and um, and hectic as life becomes, And as easy as it is to get um, distracted and lose ourselves in everything. What God is saying to us is, you have a home with me. You can rest in me fully. You don't have to strive for it. You don't earn it. I freely give it. And all we have to do is just receive it. So tonight, more than anything, um, what I want us to hear is that God wants to be with us. Wants to be with us. He wants to be at home with us. How does that happen? Through our belief in Him. Through our tr- trust in Him, through our love of Him, and the good works will work themselves out. They come as those things, as our love and our trust grow. But Jesus has has made the way; He is the way. I you know this has been kind of short, but I actually kind of love that um, because it gives us time to sit with this. And honestly, at this point in the semester, I feel like this is the kind of thing we just need to sit with and just take a deep breath in. Um, As part of that, we're going to to break up into some smaller groups. And um, I have a few questions. You can ask the questions of each other. You can ask other questions. You can process however you choose. Um, These are just in case you need them. but also David and I are going to be right over here, um, to pray with anyone who needs prayer. Um, so, and I would encourage you to pray in your groups, but also if you would like prayer from a staff, um, we're going to make ourselves available. Um, and so I'm going to give us time to do that. Um, if you guys want to even in your groups, just sit for a few minutes and just take it in, you can do that. Um, the, the older I get, the more I, I've begun to value silence, which I don't get a lot now with a four-month-old. But, um, <sighs> but there's something about just stopping and being still for a few minutes. Um, so I'd also encourage you to, to do that as well. Uh, but yeah, you can go ahead and break up as you choose.